Welcome to Engineering Change, the podcast designed to help redefine the engineering education experience by re-imaging who we see as engineers and what we see as engineering, de-siloing academic programs and problem solving, and fine-tuning academic culture and climate so people from all backgrounds and identities can succeed. Each episode will leave you with strategies to put into practice wherever you are in the process of engineering change. And now here's your host, Dr. Yvette E. Pearson. What's up, everybody? Welcome and thank you for joining this very first episode of Engineering Change. I am super excited to be here. You know, this podcast has been months in the making, and so to be sitting here recording the first episode and to have you listening in, it's it's pretty surreal. So thank you again for tuning in, and we hope to have a fabulous journey together. If you're wondering about engineering change, what it's all about, what are we here for, here's the bottom line. Engineering change is a unique take on how we can overcome barriers to inclusion in engineering education. It's been the focus of my work for a number of years, and fairly recently, a dear friend and colleague of mine said, you know what, hey, maybe we should take this to the podcast universe. And so here we are. Nod your head. I was going to say raise your hands if you ever said this, but I thought about it. Maybe some of you are driving and raising your hands wouldn't be the best idea. So maybe nod your head if you've heard this or said this. Engineers are problem solvers. I think we've all said that probably, but at least all have heard that. And I think one problem with that is that we often leave off one thing, and that's people. Engineers, we solve problems for people. And for us to effectively solve problems for people, the problem solvers need to have the same identities of the people that we're solving problems for. I always like to put it like this. We can't effectively solve problems for a heterogeneous society with a homogenous group of problem solvers. We have to have groups of engineers that include diverse perspectives that come from the different backgrounds and the different identities that we all bring to the table. And beyond that, engage people with different perspectives from diverse communities and diverse end users that we engage with and solve problems with. And the only way we can do that is to change engineering as we know it. The reality is this. We've been struggling for diversity, equity, and inclusion in engineering for decades. And we've seen very little movement. If we look at it on a numerical basis, we've not seen a great deal of movement overall in the representation of underrepresented people of color, persons with disabilities, women, and other people from traditionally marginalized identities engineering. The needle hasn't moved too much. And to be quite honest, part of the reason why we haven't is because we have been focused so squarely on checking the boxes. The problem with that is when we get to just checking boxes, we leave off the very things that keep us from having the diversity that we're looking for. And that is that our differences aren't valued, our differences aren't respected or included. And so we really need to focus on building the equity and inclusion side of things in order to have diversity that is sustainable. Truth is this, 
I'm still having conversation in this day and age with people who say things like, well, I just can't find any qualified minority engineers to fill my jobs or about people with disabilities. I I don't think we have any jobs that they can do. And I still hear conversations and I've had conversations with people who think for some reason that students graduating from HBCUs have a subpar education or that women are inferior to men or underrepresented minorities are inferior to whites or to overrepresented minorities. And people with disabilities are less capable than people without disabilities. And all of these things that are just absolutely not true. Now, I will say this. It's not all doom and gloom. There are a lot of people who have been doing a lot of good things throughout the country. And we've seen some change in pockets and areas within the country. By and large, we're still missing that widespread transformative change that addresses multiple marginalized identities. And so my thinking was this. I wonder if we approach the problem of diversity, equity, and inclusion in engineering education the way that we approach any other engineering problem. In other words, approach it with an iterative design process. Will we see more change? And and will the change we see be more sustainable? And so that's why we created Engineering Change. Through this podcast, we're looking to discover how we can redefine engineering education, re-image who we see as engineers and what we see as engineering, de-silo academic programs and problem solving, and fine-tune academic culture and climate so people from all backgrounds can realize our full potential. So redefine engineering education. See what I did there? (laughs) Anywho, I envision engineering change as a place where you can grab a latte and join a conversation among friends, colleagues, and fellow agents of change to discuss the challenges, challenge each other's thinking and perspectives in some cases in a respectful way, but then also leave with tangible, practical, actionable strategies for moving forward from wherever you are. So if you are a student or a faculty member from one or more traditionally marginalized identities in engineering, you'll get a chance to hear from people who share your identities and and learn that you are not alone in this struggle and how it's not your responsibility to shoulder this burden all by yourself and pay the very dreaded diversity tax that so many of us have had to pay and are still paying in some cases. But not only that, you'll get tips for thriving, not just surviving, but thriving wherever you're starting from. Whether you're a freshman beginning your first engineering classes or a seasoned faculty member looking to transition to administration. And if you are a faculty member or an administrator wanting to improve things at your university, you'll get to hear firsthand stories from underrepresented people of color, women, people with disabilities, and so many other voices to understand what our experiences have been and then be able to 
take those voices to understand what the challenges are, which is really the first step of the design process, and that is defining and identifying the problem. And then build on that design process with a user-centered approach and, and be able to take away ideas for strategies you can implement on your own campus, in your department, in your college, in, in your school. And not only that, we'll connect you with resources that you need to bring your ideas to fruition. So if you're looking for advisors for a project you're working on or funding sources for an initiative that you have in mind or even a consultant to guide you through and help you facilitate the change process, you'll be able to get all of that here. And one thing I do want to point out is that engineering change is not exclusive of anyone. That in itself would be counter to inclusion, and that's not what we're here for. What we are here for is to focus on ensuring that all of our diverse perspectives that we all bring to the table from our different backgrounds and identities are heard, that they're valued, respected, and that they are included. You know, when I speak to students especially, I like to talk about the why behind what we do. Why is it that you decided to major in engineering? Or why is it that you are thinking about going to graduate school? What's what's your why? And I had to do that with engineering change. And I'd like to share a little bit of my personal why with you, because this is a very personal undertaking for me. I'm a Black disabled woman engineer. And when I graduated high school, I wasn't the textbook future engineer that most people think of. I often tell people that I was planning to major in music and foreign languages when I graduated from high school. It was my mom who pushed me to major in engineering, and I'll tell the full story on a future episode. But suffice it to say that I was not that textbook future engineer that a lot of people envision. Yet here I am, 25 years into a very successful career in higher education and engineering. And wow, 25 years. As I say that aloud, I'm just kind of taken aback because it, well, it makes me feel really old, but it doesn't really seem like it's been that long. But yeah, it's been 25 years that I've been in this. I'm the proud product of an HBCU, Southern University in Baton Rouge. And to be quite honest, I've faced a number of inequities along the way throughout my journey. And one of the things that I really strive to do is to be able to help others learn from my experiences so that they can either avoid or hopefully more easily overcome the challenges that they faced. But another piece of my why is my daughter. I have a daughter who's in high school. She'll be graduating next year. She's planning to major in computer science. And quite frankly, when she steps foot onto your college campus or any college campus, I'll say one of our college campuses, I want the challenges that she faces to be limited to the rigor of her coursework and, and not the climate she encounters. And so I very selfishly will admit that I do this so that kids like my daughter and your daughters and your sons can have a, a, just a solid place to work and grow and thrive. 
So ultimately, engineering change was created with a twofold purpose. One is to help people like me, my daughter, you, your daughters, your sons, and so many others who run into hurdles and and roadblocks in engineering as students or as faculty members. And then the second purpose is to help help leaders like me and like you and so many others to really transform engineering programs at our universities into places where where we can all succeed, where we can all thrive. So that's the bottom line. That's engineering change in a nutshell. Again, I'm very excited to be embarking on this journey with you. We'll wrap it up here, but I will ask you if you will, please, if you like what you've heard so far, Take a moment and, first of all, subscribe, but go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Help us get off to a strong start. Thank you again for joining today. I'm super excited that you're here, and I am looking forward to Engineering Change with you. Thank you for listening to Engineering Change. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. Until next time, remember... The best way to change engineering is by engineering change.